Hello and welcome to I Am Norman, a podcast about the great city of Norman, Oklahoma. Well, I'm originally a Normanite. I'm a Norman girl. I've always looked at Norman as just a fabulous place. I had a great childhood here. And I am a Norman girl. I mean, born and raised from day one, Norman, Oklahoma. I haven't lived anywhere as long as I've lived here. So I call Norman home now, and it's a, it's a great place to live. I'm Zach Logsdon, and I hope you'll join me each episode as we hear the stories of the amazing people, businesses, philanthropies, and upcoming events in Norman, and what makes our big little city so great. I love that in Norman, I am part of something that's so much bigger than me. I just think that the people here in Norman are extremely generous. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, nothing loves anything the way Norman loves Norman. The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. When your home or business needs cold air or hot water, call Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing at 405-823-9641 or visit them online at normanair.com. Hello, Normanites. Zach Logsdon with you here for another episode of the I Am Norman podcast. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Very excited about our guest today, uh, the executive director of the Norman Music Alliance and The Depot, Sherry Jackson. Sherry, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Zach. This is going to be a lot of fun. So first off, as I start with everyone, tell uh, tell everybody, all of our listeners, a little about you and how long you've been in Norman and what brings you here and all that good stuff. Well, um, I was born at Norman Regional Hospital. Okay. Uh, I was born and raised in Norman. I'm actually, as far as I can tell, about a seventh generation Oklahoman. Oh, wow. I discovered some pictures recently, um, few years back, that my father had of uh, his family, my great great grandparents, were um, loggers in what was then Indian Territory prior to statehood, oh, and helped build the general store in Davis, Oklahoma. Okay, that's a good story. Yeah. So you have been around a long around, time. I've been around a while. So yeah, this is. Um, I was born and raised in Norman. Went to Norman High. Graduated University of Oklahoma. Uh, and then I um, ran away from home for about ten years. Okay. And lived. I lived overseas in Taiwan um, for a while, uh, and then I came home. Well, that's interesting. I've been here for the last one. What yeah. What took you to Taiwan? Uh, well, let's see. I'd gone to college, and initially I was studying vocal performance, always been involved in the arts and had loved to sing. And then, as often happens with a lot of students, there's a year where things aren't working out. You need more money. You got to go to work. I took a break from college. And when I went back, I thought I didn't want to major in music. I was going to be practical. Mm -hmm. So I majored in mathematics because that was something else that I loved. And I was studying as I graduated from my first actuarial exam. Uh, and I caught a glimpse of myself in a cubicle crunching numbers. And I actually had a boyfriend at the time who had an internship in Taiwan. 
And he said, you should come. And I went, yeah, that sounds much more fun. So I hopped (laughs) the plane (laughs) and I fell in love with the place and uh, ended up getting a great job and stayed. So you uh, grew up, your your family's uh, been in Oklahoma for years. You grew up in Norman. You went to Norman High. You went to OU. Then you leave Mm -hmm. for a decade but something brought you back. What what is it about Norman that that uh, made you knew, know you had to come back and 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 spend you know I, I guess the the bulk of your uh, your life here? What what what, yeah. what, what what do you love about Norman so much? Um, I I loved growing up in this town. Um, like a like a lot of people, I think when you grow up in a town, you can't wait to go out and do things. But what I loved about kind of coming home. Uh, in a very different sort of way of Norman is getting to, uh, I often say to my colleagues, I'm lucky enough to have grown up to be one of the wonderful weirdos that gets to help <laughs> make all the fun things happen in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I grew up, um, some of my favorite memories of growing up in this town are seeing experimental performances at the Firehouse Art Center or um going to assemblies and seeing musicians. There were concerts. This town was full of very creative, wonderfully weird individuals um, that made life very interesting, and the same is true right now. And I, I love this town because of that. It is creative. It is different. We can argue about anything in this town, and I kind of appreciate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Norman is a, a terrific place. Okay, so let's talk about your role at the depot. Uh, for those that don't know, what's the story behind the depot? What, what all goes on there? Sure, yeah. The depot is a pretty spectacular organization. I feel really fortunate to be a part of it. It was um, request sent out by the city of Norman when they were looking for an organization to take care of the historic Santa Fe depot. And in 2000, in the early 2000s, Nancy McClellan and a group of other people, uh, Nancy had been the executive director of the Firehouse Arts Center for 17 years. They answered the call and sent in a proposal for what they then called the Performing Arts Studio. They brought with them the Summer Breeze concert series that had started at the Firehouse. Mm -hmm. Nancy's background in art turned the depot into an art gallery. So the depot produces the Summer Breeze concert series in the park. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we are also an art gallery in the depot. We also produce the Winter Wind concert series. That space is a beautiful listening room. Uh, and it's a great place to see a concert. So we do we do a lot. And we are also a rental venue, a gathering space. We host community groups from one of the state's only Kiowa language classes that exists still meets in the depot once a month. Well, they're taking a little break now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got the Songwriters of Norman, the Sierra Club. We've got groups that meet regularly at the depot, and we're so happy to help facilitate the community using that space. That is really cool. So tell, how did you end up in that position? Uh, well, I was executive director at Cimarron Opera here in Norman, okay. uh, working with an opera company. Uh, and that was a part-time job. We are all often a part of the gig economy, and especially <laughs> those of us that work in the arts. Mm-hmm. And I had that uh, part-time responsibility, and I 
was helping produce. We had decided to use the depot for an opera production that we were doing. And uh, I was in and I started talking to Nancy McClellan, who still volunteers as our gallery coordinator because she's amazing. Um, And Nancy was in and she started talking to me about Cimarron Opera and the other arts organizations I'd worked for. And she said, you know, we are looking for a director right now. Uh, and I thought, ooh, this could be really fun. <laughs> um, so I applied, and here I am. I was on one of the first volunteer teams when Summer Breeze first started. I used to just go volunteer and help set up in the park. Uh, I have loved that building since growing up here, so I was I was all over that need. Yeah. Like, how how can I get in? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's such and a, it's been about six years. That's uh, that's uh, that's neat. Uh, it's such a, a neat building and uh, just you know an icon in the middle of Norman. Uh, just a, a really neat you know uh, I guess place for you know, at the center of town for everybody to gather at. So r- really cool to hear everything that's going on there. Talk about what you have coming up in the in the in the next few weeks. Obviously things been pretty quiet there. Um, do you have kind of a plan of attack for for what the next few weeks and months are going to look like or kind of in a in a waiting wait and see pattern well we uh we got busy really quick when things started to shut down and we regrouped and realized that our organization serves artists and musicians that's what and the audiences that love them Mm -hmm. Uh, and we bring audiences and artists and musicians together that's our job And we immediately started thinking about what that looked like. And we are currently on week four of Depot TV. Um, We have three happy hours a week from five to six where we host on Wednesday and Friday. We've been hosting musicians. And on Thursday, we'll host an artist. And we'll live stream that on Facebook and YouTube directly from our page. And we help seed that with a little donation to those artists and musicians participating and then help encourage the audiences to tip them as well. Um, those have been really fun. That's really neat. I'm uh, you know, thrilled to hear that uh, you know, you've been able to, to adapt and uh, kind of be able to continue to serve that audience and, and those musicians and artists like that. That's really cool. Uh, so just if somebody wants to participate in that, they go to Facebook and just search for The Depot, Norman, and, um, and can, can view there. Is that, what you're, is that what you said? Absolutely. Go to Facebook and you search for The Depot and our cute little Depot icon ought to pop up for you and you go straight to The Depot's page and um, you'll see the events there and the times. This week, uh, Wednesday, we got Hasi. And on Thursday, Debbie Kaspari is painting for us. On Friday, Ken Pomeroy. And I don't know that when this will air for your listeners, but next week we'll do something else, too. Very cool. Uh, I love uh, that. Um, yeah, we love that. And, you know, our, our biggest program is Summer Breeze. Uh, and we absolutely love Summer Breeze in the park at Lions Park, where about... 2,000 to 2,500 of our friends show up with their picnic dinners and we bring the band. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we, we know that that's not going to happen like it has in the past, but it is the 20th anniversary of Summer Breeze. 
And um, we've got some exciting things planned, which I can't talk about quite oh, yet. Okay. Give me a minute. I wish I could today. <laughs> well, um, when you but, get all those uh, all those plans firmed up, maybe you can come back on the podcast and tell everybody about what, it's, uh, what you have going on there. I'd love it. We're getting very excited about the plans. And yes, there will be music. It might not be 2,500 people in the park, but <laughs> there will be some of these. So speaking of music, let's uh, let's talk about your other role as the executive director of the Norman Music Alliance. What exactly does that entail, and how did you end up in that position? Well, kind of, uh, really very much the same. I'd heard that they were um, looking for their first ever uh, executive director, and I don't know if I just get very lucky, I think, um, in that um, – I, I seem to have a knack for finding organizations that are making a little bit of a corner turn and I've got enough um, experience with enough arts and artists and um, nonprofit management, which I've been up to for about the last 20 years to be able to help out organizations in that position. And the Norman Music Alliance is just, just I don't think a lot of people realize when you see something as big and as spectacular as Norman Music Festival, you think there is some corporate office somewhere with teams of people making things happen. And this is really about a dozen really dedicated volunteers with full-time jobs of their own who just wanted to give something spectacular to their town. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what they really needed, I think, was someone to... You know, I think people think it's a really kind of glamorous thing to be at the directorship of something like the Norman Music Festival, but it's a whole lot of paperwork. <laughs> it's sure. a whole I'm lot sure. of permits and sales tax and street closure and signature gathering and working to make it all possible. So I'm the nuts and bolts of that one. So a lot, of, a lot of people were quite bummed to, uh, that the Norman Music Festival had to be canceled this year. Talk about that a bit and how tough that decision was to have to make. I couldn't be prouder to be working with that team. We met uh, the night the NBA got canceled, and we actually made our decision to cancel the festival about a half hour before that all went down in Oklahoma Mm. City. And um, we were sitting in our board meeting, and the only item on the agenda was, what are we going to do? And everybody around the table looked at themselves and knew that we could never be okay being anything that was a cause for harm to our community, our audiences, our musicians. Uh, and we knew that we were going to have to, at the very least, delay. Uh, and I don't think any of us, we'd put so much work. We were so thrilled with the lineup. We were so thrilled with the plans. We had new and exciting things ready to roll out in April. All of it we just had to say goodbye to, and we were gutted. Yeah. Um, absolutely gutted. But um, we put forward postponement dates because none of us could just bear the thought of letting it go completely sure uh so yeah so, proud so it, of that team so it, ahead. so you have you have postponed you've rescheduled for uh if i'm correct august 28th and 29th is that right mm-hmm. how we 
have. Uh, go ahead. Uh, how confident are you that, that you'll be able to proceed with that date without this pandemic throwing a wrench in things again? I mean, everything seems to still be up in the air as far as fall sports season and, and, and live events of, of all kinds, gatherings of that many people. Um, how are you feeling about the chances that we'll be able to continue? I think what we are thinking right now, and we are we're talking about what's possible now and trying to be ahead of that. We are still of the same mindset. If we are, and we personally speaking, I'm going to talk for me and not for the rest of my board, but we're still looking at this pandemic for a really long time. Um, This is not, it's not over. It's not done. Um, We still have risks to our community and um, I think we're all very aware that it might not be advisable to invite 100,000 of our closest friends to come to Norman and hang out together for a few days. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing we can do. We are creative people um, that work in a very creative field and working behind the scenes now, we've not made any concrete decisions, but we have plans A to Z in our heads right now of what things we could do. Um, the Norman Music Festival, you know, every every nonprofit organization has a mission statement, mm-hmm. the thing that they're trying to do. And for the Norman Music Alliance, ours is kind of threefold. We serve the musicians, the music lovers, and our local businesses and our local community. Um, and we know that all of those groups need us right now. Right. Musicians are hurting they're hurting. Their entire livelihoods is live music, and that has been just cut off at the knees. Uh, our local businesses and those locally owned businesses are hurting. Um, so, and for all of the fans out there that love music that are trying to make it through all of this and stay positive and find reasons to be hopeful and find moments of joy, they need it too. So we, we all are, are currently working behind the scenes with our thinking caps on to figure out what is going to be advisable, which is maybe different than allowable. In some cases, <laughs> sure. we're, watching, you know, yeah. uh, we're watching some people leap too quickly to say, yeah, sure, it's fine. Uh, I just literally before joining you read the news story that Germany tripled its number of cases in the last few days and is shutting everything back down. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're really mindful of that. Uh, but that doesn't mean that even if it's remote or smaller or different or weird, that it can't be something that we could all celebrate. Looking forward to, to figuring out uh, what those things are. I mean, obviously, we'd all rather be, uh, be viewing it in person uh, the way uh, we're used to doing it. But uh, if we can't, then, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what those creative ideas are for how to pull off a music festival yeah. like that. Are there any particular artists uh, you're, you're looking forward to seeing, maybe uh, that you were excited about, that are still on the, on the docket for, for August? Well, see, now that's the really interesting part, too, because we work, our, our headliners are predominantly touring bands. A lot of them are not, they're not quarantining together, or maybe they, you know, are, are in separate places. So currently, that's a part of our big jigsaw puzzle to put together, is to find out which, one, which ones of those folks, or, or local folks, or who's available, or who might be interested in still participating. So that is, that is 
part of the first big piece of the puzzle. I can tell you about the lineup that we had and who I was excited about. There was a group called Radkey, um, three brothers homeschooled out of St. Joseph, Missouri, I think. Okay. Um, and it's R-A-D-K-E-Y. Oh, my goodness. It's just pure three-chord pumping power pop punk, and it was so fun. I absolutely couldn't wait to see them. And I know that a lot of our local musicians had been very excited about seeing the drums and seeing Mets. We had such a great lineup. And, and I think, you know, those, those folks probably aren't on the bill uh, for August. I can't say for sure, but uh, I'm thinking probably not at this point. Uh, mainly because in order to put something together like the Norman Music Festival, this is a free festival. Right. It is entirely driven, uh, this one in particular, in Norman, by our local businesses and local sponsors who do so much and give so much to make it happen. And they're hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hurting. They're hit hard by this. So we, we need them. We need whatever they can give to help make it happen. But we completely understand that a lot of them aren't in a position to be giving at the levels they were giving before. Right. Uh, and we, we, we understand that as well. So it's a matter of, it's a lot of dominoes that fall into place. What musicians are interested in, what funding do we have to put it up? What platform is going to be suitable for making something happen? Uh, and we're working on it. Yeah. Well, I've written down the, the those uh, the names of those bands you mentioned. I'm going to check those out, and I hope our listeners do too. Uh, I know that we're all yeah. all kind of starving for for new content right now, and and things to listen <laughs> to, especially since we can't do it live. So, uh, um, I uh, actually uh, talked to, interviewed uh, Mike Hosty last week for an episode yeah. of last last Friday. That um, and he he does a Sunday night show live from his home because you know as you mentioned, all uh, all of his opportunities to play live have been have kind of dried up for the time being so all the musicians doing what they can to keep uh, keep their their fans entertained and, and love to see that um you I, know what i absolutely love about mike hosty and his live streaming now on sundays because he is i we have him coming up wednesday i just absolutely love mike hosty and everything he does mm-hmm. and um uh, what I love is that he started that live stream, and that's really spread. I think there's a generation of people that went to OU that have listened to Hosty on Sundays at the Deli that are sharing that feed far and wide. Yeah. Uh, and I hope he is one of those artists for whom um, this situation can help solidify some audiences um, because they're getting to share it right. often and live. Yeah. You know, one question uh, I know that's uh, top of mind for a lot of people, especially the young ones, is, is in regards to the music festival, is the carnival. Will will the rides and everything be here if we're able to have a live event in August, or is is that up in the air? So that is that is actually not us. This is the funniest thing. This was one of those terribly fortuitous partnerships that happened. Huh. Um, the carnival is put on by the Lions Club of Norman, and it's a charity event. It raises money for the charities that Lions Club supports. Okay. Uh, and that they the dates coincided, and that turned out to be a terrific partnership. Yeah. It was a wonderful addition to the festival. And it brought bigger crowds for them and helped them raise more money for the charities that they support. Um, so that one's really a Lions Club question as to whether or not they're thinking of planning 
you know, anything, if we're allowed to get outside, we will absolutely, if we are planning anything outside, we would reach out to them and see if they wanted to join the fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a, a, an iconic part of the, of the festival that, uh, everyone, uh, myself included, just kind of assumed they were connected and all part of one thing. But uh, as you pointed out, that's not the case. No, but if you've ever been at the top of the Ferris wheel and been able to look down the street at that crowd and oh, all of the so people, cool. that's a pretty spectacular yeah, view. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's an amazing event, and and hopefully, hopefully, we can uh, have it uh, in you know in some capacity soon and get things back to normal by 2021. Mm-hmm. We're all going to cross fingers. That is the way that goes. Some uh, some personal questions for you before we before we let you go. I uh, I ask these of, of everyone um, because I think it gives uh, our listeners a, a glimpse into who Sherry Jackson is as a, as a person. Um, you know, we we all take so many things for granted and realize now all of the things we were taking for granted that we didn't realize would be taken away from us. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so my question to you is: When this is all said and done, what's something that you'll never take for granted again? Hugging people. <laughs> okay, yeah. I am a hugger. I am a hugger. And I am going to hug people for a long time when this yeah. is over. It's going to get awkward. Some people are going to ask me to stop because yeah. I, I really do miss being near people and being able to, you know, joke around and elbow somebody in the ribs, wrap your arms around them and say goodbye or hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you do you know Autumn McMahon by any chance? I do. That was her answer as well. So I, I'm going. I, I, go. I anticipate that when this is all done, you and Autumn will be, uh, big, be hugs. big hugs to each other and everybody around you. I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Lots of hugs. Where is your favorite place to eat in Norman uh, that you're excited to get back out to? Uh, I know that a place, a lot of places are back open, but uh, you know everybody's hesitant and and uh, being apart from one another. When you can go in, back into a restaurant and hug everybody around you, where's your favorite place to go, and and what do you like to get there? Oh, that is so hard. <laughs> um, only because there's so many. I'm mm-hmm. very lucky. You know, I work in nonprofit arts. We don't make a whole lot of money in nonprofit arts. Yep. So I don't eat out very often. I eat out with my colleagues. I eat out on special occasions. I eat out, you know, once every couple of weeks. And I always pick a treasured local Norman locale to go to. Mm-hmm. And there's, let's see. Oh, there's a couple that come to mind. I make a Brussels sprout dish and I'm in love with Brussels sprouts like never before because of a creation that came out of the kitchen at scratch. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, they used to do a Brussels sprouts and quinoa that is now a staple in my house. Uh, and I, I love scratch and everything they put on the table. Yeah. Such um, a good place. So that's a, yeah, that's a fave. Um, and Oh, golly. I'm also, I could just start listing. <laughs> I really love the lasagna rolls. I need some lasagna oh, rolls from Victoria's. Love those. Love those so much. <laughs> I have ordered out the um, the veggie pasta from Sergio's. I have done that. I need that in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, some buffalo chicken wontons from the Winston. That sounds good. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had there. that. I got to try that. 
They are so good. So good. So good. I could eat my body weight in those <laughs> Okay. Those are some yeah. great some great options out there. Uh, some some that I've tried mm-hmm. before and some that I haven't. So I'm going to have to uh, add those to my list. And, and honestly, I, I because eating is my favorite pastime. That's really my my mm. uh, my hidden agenda for asking that question. I just want I just want <laughs> ideas on new things to try. Um, and, and, and then uh, and then because I, I like to end things uh, on on a very positive note, uh, I ask everybody to share with me one thing that you're extremely grateful for right now. Gratitude is something that I'm really full of right now. I mean, I'm just loaded up with it. I feel extremely grateful to be working with creative communities that support my town and my community. Unbelievably grateful to get to continue that work from home. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I feel grateful to be home and loved and employed and working at something that I love. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing that and and for sharing so many things about uh, what you're doing both at the Depot and with the Norman Music Fest. I I know that a lot of people are wondering, you know, uh, what what the future holds for that, and you've shed some light on that for us. Finally, before I let you go, can you share um, how people can find out uh, more information about the Depot, about Norman Music Fest, uh, if you have a a Twitter or an Instagram you want to share, websites, URLs, all that kind of stuff, uh, now's your opportunity to do that great the website for the depot is normandepot.org you can find us on facebook at um actually it's our former performing arts studio handle but it's facebook.com forward slash p-a-s norman okay um norman music festival you can find at normanmusicfestival.com and on our fabulous twitter feed which has been quiet for a while uh at norman music festival Okay, perfect. Sherry, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me, Zach. This was fun. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for many more episodes. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so at IamNormanPod. Thanks again so much, and stay tuned for many more episodes to come. The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by The Hall at the Railhouse, Norman's premier event space in the heart of downtown. When all of this is said and done and life gets back to normal, the one thing we'll all be looking to do is celebrate with our friends and families. Weddings, receptions, corporate events, luncheons, banquets, proms, parties, and more. If you're looking for a place to celebrate life, we hope you'll choose The Hall at the Railhouse. For more information, please visit therailhousenorman.com or call 405-778-0003. I Am Norman is sponsored in part by Old Hat Creative. Old Hat is a strategic marketing and branding firm located right here in downtown Norman. From websites, corporate identity, graphic design, video production, and more, Old Hat can help any organization achieve their marketing goals. For more information, visit oldhatcreative.com or email info at oldhatcreative.com. Learn to love the flesh and nothing more